Hello. Didn't we do that same tone last week? Oh, did we? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, gang? Uh, this is another gang, episode gang. of uh, Real Nerd Hours. Real Nerd Hours. Chet and I just returned from Anime Los Angeles. Anime. It was a good ass time. That was that was a hell of a time. I fucking drank so much. Yeah. If anybody, if any of you listening, follow me on Twitter. There is a fountain that uh, a few <laughs> friends of mine set up. They bought a Walmart fountain and poured a bunch of Four loco in it in the first night. Now, with the fountain, the problem is you can't have anything that's too carbonated in it or else it just won't work. Yeah, it ain't happening. So we took some Calypso Key Lime mm. and some Four loco mm. and poured it in the fountain. And it tasted terrible. But you know what? Four loco tastes terrible anyway. So There you have it, folks. And then the second night we did a uh, cranberry vodka fountain. Oh, that's that's a lot better. Yeah. The the uh, I only had it on the first night. It wasn't that bad. It was just super thick, like thick. Yeah. She thick. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like it was like drinking syrup, but it was just the novelty of it. You just want to keep going back for more. Yeah, that's true. You can't. You can't overrate the novelty in doing things like, let's say, participating in an orgy (laughs) or drinking a cranberry vodka or four loco key lime from a fountain. You know, that stuff's well aerated. If if you're having it go through a fountain, that's that's well aerated. So if you were to put like wine in there, that would actually bring out some of the more subtleties of the aroma. We might actually just try that next year. Yeah, just throw some fucking Merlot in there. Merlot. Some marlet. Some zimph. <laughs> Get that white zimph. I actually had quite a bit of wine this con. That never happens. You know, it's because everybody's getting older. Yeah. Everybody's getting older, and so it's just like, oh, man. Pretending do- to be su- sophisticated? Yeah. Or they can't handle the sugar drinks anymore. Yeah, actually, that is that is definitely a thing. I get way more hungover if I'm drinking a shitload of sugar. Yeah, yeah. I can't do the, the fucking bourbon and root beer with a hint of absinthe anymore. Or the Jack and Cokes. It's either really? got to be straight or it's got to be beer. Interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still a fan of Jungle Juices and whatnot. But those are uh, deceptively strong, which is kind of how I like my drinks. You know, I'll, I'll drink a Jack and Coke and have it be, you know, 60-40 Jack. But if I really want to just fuck me up. Fuck me up, fam. Fuck me up. Just shots or deceptively strong sweet drinks clearly i'm still a little drunk because i can't speak tonight (laughs) that's fine that's fine we're all we're all drunk on the inside yeah we're all we're all drunk now i do like going out for cocktails i'll have like a bespoke cocktail somewhere because a lot of them aren't just sugar drinks yeah they're like oh we put soy sauce in this and some ginger or what the fuck ever so drink it there's some real nice hipster places for that you know where the bartender is really ambitious and thinks they're gonna create a sensation sometimes they they get some good stuff i'm gonna make the cronuts of bespoke cocktails damn right (laughs) (laughs) someone's gonna feature this on a buzzfeed tasty video and i'm just gonna hit that money <laughs> all right chat uh we've got some voicemails Uh-oh. hey pimps calling him again because i want to hear your opinion on something so i've been i've been replaying um the playstation era final fantasy games so seven eight nine 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's a very clear opinion people have on it. So, like, <laughs> seven is obviously the most commercially successful and popular. Eight, people have really mixed feelings about it. And then nine is, like, the one that the core fans kind of have, uh, kind of see as their darling of all the games, you know? So I want to hear – I kind of have an alternative opinion on it, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about those games. I hope you're into JRPGs, but, I mean, if not, fuck it, but – I just want to see if you guys have an opinion on that, and maybe I'll call in uh, after you guys talk about it. All right, peace. Michelle, Denzel, why don't you start us off? I got a lot to say. That's that's the right way to go. I don't have very strong opinions about JRPGs because I don't like them. Fair enough. I, I used to like them when I was a kid. I played all of the Final Fantasies up until 12. I didn't finish mm-hmm. 12 because that game sucked. Yeah, well. I thought, at least in my memory, I thought 9 was the best. Seven was like the coolest one, mm-hmm. and eight was just in the middle somewhere. Sure, eight wasn't as as far as I remember. You could break the game fairly easily yeah. in the very beginning. Yeah, of it. so you didn't really have to try hard at all, and you got to grind. You got to do a bunch of grinding in JRPGs and shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's still a thing because I don't play them, but I just I hated the grind. Yeah, I feel that. So, I feel that hard. Yeah. Okay. So for me. Like Denzel, I had played just about all of them. Even when seven came out, I had actually, a lot of people started with seven and that's part of why that one's so beloved. But I had actually played, I think all of them that had a US release except for two by that point. And I'd also played like Chrono Trigger, Breath of Fire. Like I I had a decent um, breadth of uh, JRPGs under my belt we had a family friend that was like her favorite. It was the only genre that she really liked was just RPGs. So she would let us borrow like anything. So we had access to all of those. When I played seven, that was like what really got me into RPGs. I just loved it. It's probably the most straightforward JRPG of seven, eight, nine. Um, there's not a whole lot of complexity to a lot of the systems. At least on the surface, there's there's more um, kind of subtlety in there, but it, it doesn't make a big deal. You just equip your strongest material on your strongest guys, get your limit, you're good. So it's a really cool game. It's a little basic to me. I, I kind of wish there was just more to it, but it was the first one, so I can't really say too much. Eight, I feel, <laughs> yeah, eight is definitely the most polarizing, probably of the entire Final Fantasy series, probably like eight and 12. But I actually really like eight. The story sucks. The story makes no goddamn sense. Oh god, there's so much that's just fucking pointless in that game. But I really liked the junction system. And I, I still really like the junction system, partially because of what you saying that you could break it so easily and so early on. For those who don't know, in the in the beaches of the area that you first leave, unlike the beaches of Balam. There's a, a enemy called Fastido Kalon F. And every once in a while, that enemy will drop a water crystal. Well, Shiva, one of the early GFs that you get, can learn Ice Refine, which uh, water crystals or gems or whichever refines into 20 water. Now, water is a level two magic. You don't have any other level two magic at this point or any access to it, but you have 20 of these per drop. You will be just junction that to strength. See what happens. Try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Love 
legit legit yeah um as for nine i like the concept of nine i like the characters i like the setting and i hate the game i i I just it's really slow um like not the pacing of the story nothing like that that's actually fine it's actually straight up the pacing of the game itself is slow um the maps are larger everything just kind of takes a little bit longer but especially just entering a fight just takes way too long and like you said you gotta grind so trying to level up in this game is just a even more grueling task than it normally would be because it takes so long to do anything that and i hate the trance system they had limits a little bit different for each of these games the trance system is by far the worst of them all you have no control over when it happens you can just it, it can just happen anytime it takes too long to build up it sucks it, it was pointless i'm not gonna say it was a bad game altogether it just wasn't for me that's my opinion okay all right well there you go next voicemail hey denzel this is uh bob and i currently work in uh in uh, news television but i want to get out and I want to do IT just like you. So tell me why, why? I shouldn't work in IT just like you. Money. And also, uh, what, what's the starting salary for uh, IT and uh, the San Diego or just the Southern California area in general? And how do you get into it? Thanks. So I have two different stories for this based on whether or not I'm talking to somebody who's holding my resume. <laughs> uh, so what I, what I typically tell people when, when I'm being interviewed, how I got into IT, is I say something along the lines of, I started out working at a Kinko's and every once in a while people would come in with computer issues while they were trying to pass off their documents or whatever. So I would go in and I would help them out and I would you know, fix whatever issue they were having. And of course, there was a family side helping people out in the family. Once the family saw I was adept at it, they were telling their friends. And eventually somebody came along who was starting a company who was a friend's friend or a family friend's friend and hooked me up with a job. And I started doing freelance work from there. But in reality, what happened was I was working at a production company in San Diego and they were getting ready to move the building and it got to the point where they were looking to lay off staff so they gave me an ultimatum they said we well, either let you go or you can help it move the building <laughs> and so i kind of just lucked out i lucked into it not to say that everything that i told that i tell people that i interview with is a lie but it's definitely exaggerated. I don't tell them about the ultimatum I was given. Sure. But I mean, I, I started working in IT through that and I really enjoyed it. And I kind of just stuck around. Happens. If you're thinking about getting into IT in the San Diego area, the salaries kind of vary um, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. You'll see a lot of things go from between $14 an hour and maybe 21 high end, which isn't great for entry level. It's those are basically salaries that you give people coming right out of college. 21, 21 is pretty good. When I was getting out of an entry level position, that's what I was earning. Yeah. That's respectable. It's something you can do without a degree. 
But I mean, if you've got a lot of bills to pay, transitioning careers is always hard. Ugh, so I'm yeah. just going to assume that you've got that all sorted out. I love working in IT. The only thing that bothers me in IT is the end user because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bag of it's a bag of whatever the fuck. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Sometimes you get people who are really tech savvy who you could, in theory, give admin rights to on their computer and they would never have to talk to you again. Yeah. But there are some people who you'd be surprised can live on their own. <laughs> who you, You'd be surprised that they're not wearing a helmet walking down the street. You'd be surprised that they can breathe on their own or even feed themselves. There are people who are so grossly incompetent, who work in offices every day, that it's, it's mind-blowing. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. I had a woman uh, at one of my old jobs, and although I have varying theories about this, she wanted me to attach something to an email for her. Okay. So her job day to day was attaching things to emails <laughs> and sending them out. Okay. And so one day she was just like, I can't do it. And I don't know why I can't do it. And I said, have you tried actually doing it? <laughs> and she was just like, yes, of course I did. And so I was like, all right. So I went over, clicked and dragged it and put it, put it, in the email he's just like oh my god i'm not sure how you got that to work it's really crazy and it's like no <laughs> i don't know why you pulled me over here but i mean you just wasted a good chunk of my time nice and you know, it makes me sound callous or whatever because in in actuality i am there to help but i'm not there to babysit sure i i recommend getting into it if you get into it you need to have patience yeah i believe that I have I've had a lot of coworkers in the past just be complete dickheads to people. Mm. And it's unprovoked. It's fucked up. It's like why are you being so rude to these people? They haven't done anything to you. These are your coworkers, your peers or whatever. Just do your job, be nice to people. Because a lot of a lot of people don't understand that a large component to IT work is customer service. Sure. You have to be personable. You have to be able to, you have to be willing to help people. And that's what matters. It's not necessarily like, oh, yo, I can fix this computer in 10 minutes. No, it's whether or not people are satisfied with you helping them. You can be as effective as you want to be, but if people hate you, you're going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I'm, I'm a little shocked hearing you give advice that is literally be nice to people. <laughs> I struggled with that a lot, especially in in the Hollywood arena. Mm. It's tough to be nice. It's very tough to be nice because what ends up happening a lot is you have somebody who's been working 16 hours for four days straight and they're now on their fifth day. Yeah. Do something completely retarded. Like I had, I had a guy, uh, I had been working fucking crazy hours too. Mm -hmm. So I'd been working 12 hour days for six days straight. <sighs> and this was a Monday. All right. So I come in on Monday and this guy's like, I can't get my TV to work. Essentially each, each group of people had a television, uh, associated with their group. I go up and I, I say, Oh man, this is a real big problem. So I check if the computer's on. First of all, biggest problem, computer wasn't on. Yeah, that's all right. So that, that one right there had pissed me off. <laughs> so I turn on the computer and I say, hey, man, I need you to make sure that the computer is on next time. 
because I sent you an email asking you if the computer was on and you mm. said yes. And he was just like, well, it's not my job to be concerned with things like that. And I said, if you want to be effective at your job, then yes. <laughs> and I was so close to just screaming at him because I was stressed out. He was stressed yeah. out. He didn't want to worry about actually having to fix the problem himself. He just wanted somebody to come fix it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of IT is. You can be, you can coach people as much as you want. You can do all, you can do all sorts of things to try to help people along. But there are just some people who will just want you to fix it for them. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I, I have my moments like that, especially if it's like not my wheelhouse. I hate anything that involves like sending out mail because I never do it. And it's so not my department. So if I need to send something out for like an RMA, I'm just gonna get someone else to do it. Y'all handle this. I wasn't the one talking to this tech support guy. <laughs> I I really enjoy working with technology. But if I had to, if I had to give you any piece of advice, depending on how much you hate your job you have to be prepared to hate working in IT a lot more. <laughs> there is there is a small aspect of the job where it's frustration with technology, but you can always sort that out some way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is dealing with people. And you have to work for years in order to escape having to work with people. <laughs> I've been doing it for, according to my resume, for seven years. But in actuality, I think I've been doing it for about five, five and a half, six. Yeah, you're close. Somewhere around there. So so five years in, I was able to escape having to work with people. And then, of course, my, the company I was working for moved away. And I stayed in San Diego. And now I have to work with people again. So there's not, there's not really an escape for it. You just have to be so high up that you're just dealing with a different type of people. Yeah. I mean, you can get into like, server management where you're just fucking with cords yeah if you if you want to go work at like a data center or something but those yeah. those jobs pay shit oh do they yeah working at data centers at least the ones here in san diego mm. uh you can go on glassdoor.com to kind of get a gist of what companies offer for salaries but i would say that a lot of companies in san diego pay shit for it well that sucks you don't really get you don't really get respect in the building because I, I'm sure I've said this before on this show, but when things are going well, nobody knows you exist. Yeah. But when things are going poorly, everybody's banging on your door to fix yeah, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, there's there's nothing. There, and sometimes there are problems that you have no control over. Like when I was in help desk, I couldn't get access to a lot of the switches or some of the servers so I couldn't go in and I couldn't restart things. So if I was the only one there and I called everybody and nobody's picking up That's and it. I'm, I'm just getting screamed at somebody's just going to come yell at me some producers just yeah. going to come out of the cut and be like I can't believe you don't you can't fix this blah 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 and it just makes me look like an asshole right. and sometimes you just got to take it but at least in my case I didn't I didn't put up with that shit. That's good. <laughs> If somebody if somebody ever came out and yelled at me, I I genuinely either walked away or started yelling back at them, which isn't that's not a good way to handle it. Don't, uh, can't uh, can't recommend that. <laughs> no, not at all. But I mean, in a high stress environment, if you I, I looked at it kind of like prison, 
in a way <laughs> don't let anybody punk you yeah don't 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 let anybody fucking punk you ever i mean that that's kind of like at any job it's different when dealing with customers but if like in internal things letting yourself be shown to be a doormat is a really bad impression to leave yeah because if people don't respect you if they think they can just come in there and yell at you and talk shit to your face they're going to continue to do this yeah that does not change all fucking day and i mean some people the at least when i was working in like a hollywood industry when i was working more in a hollywood industry when i was actually living in la you're dealing with people who make dumb amounts of money you're dealing with somebody like one of the one of the people that i used to work with uh without bonuses included was making 450 a year so that to me is an unfathomable unfathomable (laughs) amount of money yeah when someone you know is casually making you know 10 times the amount you are yeah you feel that and i mean you know 45 is not like a bad salary like especially as a young person like and then someone's just add another zero. Yeah. Every day of their life. Just add another zero to whatever you made. And some of some of these people deal with actual people that you've heard of in Hollywood, like right. Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro. These people actually have clout in the city. Mm. And once they start getting into you, it's like a fucking dog. Like once their jaws are on you, once they don't like you, that's, that's it. it. That's fucking it. And like, I'm not saying yell at those people, but make sure it's this. This is something that I've never been good at explaining, Mm. but you have to be able to affirm your dominance in like a non-threatening way. Like I uh, like, yeah, it's, it's really hard. You have to exude confidence in a positive way. Like you can't, you have to toe the line of being confident and arrogant because if you're arrogant people are just not going to like you but if you can show if you can hold your defenses and not like intrude on other people people like that people respect that yeah so like so just being able to learn how to walk away i guess is one of the more important things yeah that that too don't 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 get into shot matches (laughs) yeah don't don't get into a screaming match on the floor Unless if you want to be known as that guy for the rest of your career, yeah, that some of that shit will follow you the fuck around. Oh, man, yeah, a lot of a lot of towns are very um, incestuous with who they use. You know, once you like break into that circle, you'll see the same faces around, the same names, especially if you're doing like freelance work. So leave a bad impression on one of them, word gets out. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks for the question. Sorry, sorry, sorry for going at length. <laughs> Yo, Denzel, Chet, good job on the show. It's getting better with every episode. Oh, oh thank you. Guys you guys listed some pretty good anime last week, but I can't believe you didn't list anything from the Fate Stay Night franchise. If anyone, if anyone listening is a fan of superhero comic books, the Fate Stay Night franchise is fucking lit. And this is the year because they're coming out with three different fucking shows. First, you got to watch Unlimited Blade Works, then wait for the Heaven's Feel movies, and then watch Fate Zero. Uh, 
yeah, you guys should totally get on that and keep it up. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Chet appreciates it. Yeah. And yo, all right. As far as like this fates fates day series goes, fates fate stay fate fate slash stay. stay. Okay, fates stay series. Uh, I think I watched the whatever season it was that had uh, the lady with the long sword and the guy with the two javelins or whatever fighting. I saw I saw that. I don't know, man. I've never I've heard people talk about it, but it's never popped up on yeah, my radar. I have watched a grand total of zero episodes. <laughs> uh, I'm familiar with the characters. I know I have a bunch of friends who like it, but I've never watched it myself. So um, I'll check it out. Yeah, oh, wow. I, it actually does seem up my alley. I just never got around to watching it, which is the case with a lot of shows for me. Well, I mean. I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason not to, assuming that there are dubs and not subs. I'm sure there are. Somebody somebody recommended Samurai Flamenco. It's about like a guy who wants to become a superhero or something like that. It's, I caught a couple of episodes of that. It seemed interesting. Well, I'm watching it now. Hey, it's on Netflix. Hey, and I uh, watched the first episode. It's funny. I don't know if it's up my alley. I'll give it like two or three more episodes, see where it goes. Oh, actually, I have another new recommendation. It's called To Be Hero. It's about this guy who's a toilet seat salesman, and he falls into his toilet, and he he was like this playboy type living with his daughter, and then falls into a toilet, becomes a superhero, who is this gross fat dude, and um, now he's got to save the world. As a gross fat dude. To be dude? To be hero. To be hero. And uh, it's it's really funny. The animation's pretty unique. Um, they're short episodes. They're like 12 minutes long. So it's a very digestible... It's a very digestible series. Okay, <laughs> making, okay. Making toilet seat puns without even knowing it. Yeah, yeah. Pun intended. Let's, let's just say pun intended. There you it. go. Hey, Denzel. This is the real Gat the Rad. I did not call in before, but I am calling in now. And uh, <laughs> great show, really digging it. We're digging the nerd angle. I uh, I uh, feel for that one. I really nerd. really speaks to me. And I'll, I'll tell you what my nerd rage is. I know it's sort of the wrong show, but uh, shows that rely on other shows or other media media that relies on other media to um, to boost itself up. For instance, there's I see so many TV shows saying, oh, this is just like Game of Thrones, except it's oh, Wizard of Oz. Like, okay. And, yeah. and back a long time ago, it'd be like, oh, this game's just like Halo, but better. Or this is the WoW killer. Like, yeah, yeah you're going to kill World of Warcraft with that? Sure. Uh, World of Warcraft. I, I just see how they, they have to, like, challenge the popular yeah. thing instead of writing out its own merits. You don't need to challenge the king you need to become your own thing and uh i guess that's my my nerd rage so keep it up guys love the show bye thanks for the call gad the real gad this time yes this is um gad is a fan of the dick show and he's also in the irc channel which i frequent between the hours of nine and five monday through friday what a coincidence through friday what a coincidence yes quite <laughs> quite the coincidence so i i kind of want to add a little thumb thumb thing i want to add a little something to your nerd rage 
And it's basically the same thing. Ads have from the producers of Ghostbusters 2 and uh, uh, I don't know who let the dogs out. Uh, there was <laughs> he did a thing on that. You know, yeah. Anyone, anything that just really just rides those coattails. I mean, I get it. You know, brand recognition is strong. People say, you know, oh, this guy worked on this one thing or this is just like this other thing that I like. People will flock to it, you know. It's a necessary evil. Yeah. So I wouldn't have seen some things had I not seen somebody that I recognize in it. No, that's for sure. But I, I feel like ads that really focus on that or like that's their only selling point it kind of proves that you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I'll watch most things that have, you know, Del Toro's name attached to it because I really like him as a, like, as a, not just as a director, but, like, all the sets that he creates and the worlds that he builds. I like him for that. I don't need you to tell me, oh, this is the guy that worked on Pants Labyrinth. I know this. Don't worry. I'm a fan of his stuff. That's okay. But I also know that these ads, they're going for the lowest common denominator. They're not, these, they're not trying to sell to like film buffs. People who already know what they're trying to see. Yeah. It's for, it's for the undecided people in the middle of the country. Hey. Those toothless rubes <laughs> will go see Transformers 6. Oh my God. I, I can't believe, like, it kills me that every one of those movies, like, Tops a billion dollars. It's all, it's everybody in China. Oh, China fucking loves those movies, man. Yeah, they do. All right, here's the last voicemail. This is going to be a question-heavy episode, uh, mainly because we miss a lot of questions. It happens. Hayden, Dylan, shit. I'm just listening to the fourth episode now, and you guys mentioned you have a panel at a convention. Uh, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but... Uh, I don't, I don't really think that you and Chet are famous enough to be having your own panel at anything. Well, <laughs> I'll give Chet the benefit of the doubt because, you know, I haven't heard of him before this podcast, but obviously that's not a good sign. Uh, <laughs> um, found, about, found out about you in the Biggest Problem in the Universe podcast. And, um, again, kind of having a hard time remembering but uh i know uh you went to college for something i'm trying to well, i mean i know you got that black studies degree too but uh there's something else that you went to college i mean obviously it wasn't screenplay writing right but uh yeah what what, what what's your degree in denzel i want to know so I've got a bachelor's in whooping ass, a master's in fuck you, and a PhD in yo bitch. Uh, so holler at me. No, I mean, you don't have to be famous or anything to get a panel at a lot of conventions. It's just larger ones like PAX where you actually have to have proven credentials to get up on stage so they know you won't say anything crazy. Right. A lot of smaller conventions will give you a panel if you apply. Yeah, you know... There is a slight vetting process for some of these things. Like there's an application thing, but it's not like what each of us do a panel that isn't really about us in any way. 
So not it's not like all. we're like getting up there and be like, yeah, so uh, would you like to meet Chet? <laughs> Here's a chance. <laughs> you might not be if you're cute. I don't know. <laughs> autographs, autographs, autographs. We're selling autographs. Who wants them? Yeah. Fucking A. No. I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we just get up there and do yeah. our thing. Has we just like to, to fuck around. We yeah, like to get on. drunk and sit in front of people. And, and I like getting free badges. Yeah, and free badges. You get free badges at some of these things. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand why you're hating or why you're in a tizzy or why you didn't look up anything before you called. God damn. Like, you Check don't your know, facts, dog. I didn't, I didn't actually complete a degree, you nimrod. Get your facts right. God damn. I've said that before multiple times. Yeah. Not on this show, but on Dick's show. <laughs> I don't. I, this is the first time I've said it on this show, but there you go. I never completed a degree. So there you have it. I mean, oh, well, oh, oh, and I probably still make more money than your bitch ass. Uh, God damn. So anyway, uh, moving on. Hey, uh, b- before we completely get off of uh, questions, um. Well, actually, this doesn't have much to do with the questions, but fuck it. This is, I'm using that as the transition. I want to issue a um, a correction for uh, last week. Oh, for the Gynax and all that. Yeah. Thing. Hey, you know what? I'm going to. Facts don't matter, Chet. I'm keeping myself honest in 2017. Facts don't matter. Keeping myself fucking honest. Uh, so, uh, Gurren Lagan was not animated by the same studio as Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill was animated by, animated by Trigger, which was a studio that was created largely uh, by some animators from Gainax, but not the same thing. And the uh, the more egregious fuck up was uh, Esco Flonate was not a Clamp production at all. It had nothing to do with Clamp. Um, I always associated it with like just kind of being a girlier mech show. Um, as it turns out, there was also multiple versions of this show. But uh, Escaflone is uh, Studio Bones, Sunrise, and is directed by Kazuki Akane. So there you go. Correction in 2017. <laughs> Facts still matter in this house. <laughs> Jesus, not this house. We gotta, you got to wait until you go over to your house for that. No, this house referring to my body as a <laughs> temple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. The next question comes from Ryan. Followed from the Dick Show, digging the show so far. Just wanted to know if either of you guys ever got down with any dice-based tabletop games. I play some Warhammer 40k myself and wondered if you guys had ever fallen far down the rabbit hole of geekery. Keep killing it. Ryan. Alright. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, not, uh, no, I've played D&D a few times. Yeah. I have a few sets of custom die that I've gotten from whatever nefarious sources. But I've never actually like sat down and played a bunch of tabletop games. Yeah, I never really did any like the um, anything that involves like figurines and things like that. I've done half of a D and D campaign, and there was another one that was like made by a friend of a friend. It was loosely based on Pathfinder, but it was like a totally different system. It was pretty cool, and I have no reference of finding that ever again. But, yeah, that's about as far as tabletop has gone for me. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yep, we're not that big of losers. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> that shit's tight, and I actually do want to try it more. I just can never get friends together for it. And the time commitment is Oof, pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty fucking big. If you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 413-SAVAGE-1. 
You can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at xrealnerdhours. Or, here's an idea. You can come to our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours. That's where we are. Uh, I am a mod. Chet is not. Yeah, I don't, I don't use Reddit much. Well, it turns out neither do I. Because <laughs> we missed these questions from last show. Whoops. And so, all right, let's get right into it. Uh, first question comes from Dr. Mad Cow. He's wondering how we feel about the Nintendo Switch. Okay, that I think it looks really cool. The concept of it is pretty fucking interesting. Um, I, I like that Nintendo continues to push innovation more than like just trying to refine what already is like they continuously try something new and i really respect that um what kind of sucks is that certain games for multiplayer like require multiple systems and multiple copies of the game so you've got a pretty heavy price investment involved similar to like a uh, like a handheld just at a higher price point so that could be kind of (laughs) shitty But overall, it looks cool. I'm interested. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wide pass on it because okay. it's 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 Nintendo. The Wii sucked. The Wii U sucked, and I don't have much hope for this. Oh, interesting. I don't want to say that I'm completely pessimistic on it because that's not the case. Mm. I just I'm not excited about it. Sure, the games look cool, sure, but I mean, it's still gonna be on like. A decent system at best right we'll see yeah. how it goes uh, I, will, I will also say that because they're based on innovation it also kind of becomes a gimmick which is why nintendo has so much shovelware especially like when the wii first came out when the ds first came out there were a lot of trash games that also came out i'm assuming the same thing will happen with the switch but you know every once in a while you find a nice gem amid all that trash and i'm sure there's still gonna be some great games that come out that will probably make you want to buy the system just for that one game so we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see next question comes from mellowed do you guys play fighters or just watch them i mean i play the shit out of them um i will money match just about anyone in a lot of games i'm I will put my money where my mouth is. Okay. Come see me. Okay. I don't, I play fighters or rather I own a lot of fighters. I just, I'm not very good at any of them. I don't, I can't tell you why I'm not good at them. (laughs) It's not because I don't practice because I've definitely put in a lot of hours in some of these games, but I, I just am not good at them. Yeah. You have to learn how to, you have to learn how to practice the right way. And every game you have to practice in a different way. That's part of why the games that I'm actually the worst at probably is the Street Fighter franchise, especially four and five, because you have to practice spacing and efficiency really more than anything. Whereas I prefer faster paced games where execution is a bigger thing and your approach is more important rather than just pokes and spacing and uh, whiff punishing. That kind of stuff just takes too much time to really refine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next question comes in from Lungelmuck. How did you meet, or how did Denzel meet Dick? So 
I went to the live show that The Biggest Problem in the Universe put on. If you watch one of those videos, I think I'm in the one with Johnny Mundo and uh, Whitney Cummins. No, that's actually somebody famous. <laughs> it's Whitney something. Not I Cummings. Believe. Not Cummings. No, Cummings. I don't know what their last name is either. Yeah, she had a show. So I'm like, who knows? But I was on that episode. Uh, you can see me in the back wearing pizza socks, which I can't find anymore, and a, and a gray sweatshirt, which I own plenty of. Someone sent in some new pizza socks. <laughs> the next question comes from Gigantic Meaty Balls. Yeah, right. Hmm. What do you think about people who live in vans or are <laughs> off the grid in the woods? I see the appeal. <laughs> um, I mean, if that's what you know, if that's what you want to do, man, that's you. I'm not. I'm gonna say, if you want to shit in a hole, that's all you. I think it's fine. I'm as long as you're capable of taking care of yourself and you're not. I don't know, kidnapping people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep it keep it at least remotely legal, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're living with a bunch of militias or living with a militia out yeah. in the woods, yeah, I don't I know. Don't, like that's cool and shit. I guess I I don't know, man. Just don't go Unabomber on us, and we're we're cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see. The next one comes from Ursa Doom. Has social media given everyone online a shorter attention span? Or is it just mandatory vaccines causing <laughs> autism? <laughs> uh, I I think so. At yeah. least in, in some small instance. I don't know if there are any studies out there about it. But the way that you consume media now, especially with something like Twitter, where it's just a constant stream yeah. of 140 characters. Short ass sentences. You get likes and you get the endorphin spike or whatever yeah. from the likes and shit. And you just are constantly looking for the next high, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would say it probably hasn't affected like our actual attention spans. But because there's constant overstimulation, like there's never any point where you're going to run out of shit to read if you just keep looking for it. So you had to kind of sit with what you had in the past, you know, even 10 years ago, really. Now you can just find something else. So I don't really think it's an actual attention span problem. I think it's just, <laughs> it's so much shit available. Why would you stay on one small topic? You can basically just find any information out about anything in the world. Just and go to Wikipedia and just yeah, hit random and see what so happens. It's fucking crazy, man. The internet is crazy. It's simultaneously the best and worst thing to happen to the world. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great, man. It's so there's so much utility. So yeah. much and there's oh god. You meet so many bitches online. Just Shit. kidding. I haven't met any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could you could fall for a cam girl. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that one next episode. That is that is a story to tell. That is. I actually reached out to him recently, really? and I was just like, "Hey, I wanted to talk to him directly about his experience." Uh-huh. I I sent him a Facebook message. I don't think he actually uses Facebook outside of like posting very depressing things. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. Last question. Finally, uh, what's life on the West Coast like? Like, describe a week in the life of Denzel. I mean, look, if you've listened to The Dick Show, you've heard me say multiple times that I don't leave the house if I don't have to. And that's absolutely true. It holds true to this day. Although, 
I will make up reasons to have to leave the house. Yeah, that's that's always good. Such as, oh man, I paid a, a bunch of money to play in this basketball league. I should I, go play. <laughs> yeah, I should go play. I need to get my money's worth. Or, oh man, this place has like this really dope beer that I want, and they don't sell it in canned form here, so I might as well go. I gotta get oh. this beer. But I mean, it's weather's nice. I yeah. I leave the house. I go to work. Come home. Do that five times in a week. Then sit at home on the weekends. Shit's late. <laughs> play basketball in that league on Thursdays. And yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly <laughs> what you were expecting to hear. I'm not I'm not some some fucking guy who does exciting things. Yeah. Uh, and that question came from Dirk662. Well, allow me to answer the question in a way that probably satisfies the question a little more. <laughs> it, although it'll probably still be pretty unsatisfying. Because... The way the question was posed makes me believe that this is someone who's living from uh, yeah outside of the West Coast. Hey, what a shock. No, but um, having lived on the East Coast for a bit and spent quite a bit of time there, I would say that San Diego, the West Coast in general, but San Diego is a much more laid back place than the East Coast, especially in their larger cities. You know, New York is just on on some other shit when it comes to like people being high strung and you know fuck you to your face. Miami is a little bit less than that, but it's still more fast paced, stressed out than San Diego is. It's probably about equal to to LA because a lot of people are on their grind there and everyone's about their hustling. But, um, living in an area that is generally a bit more affluent than the most of the country and not Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, that's not New York, but has a shitload of people in it. Kind of chill. No one, you don't see nearly as many people walking around in suits downtown as you would in other cities or other parts of the country. You get more people saying, dude, that's about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and our Mexican food's better than anywhere else in the country. Fucking fight me if you disagree. I will agree with that. Mainly fight because me. I don't want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so as we mentioned at the top of the show, we went to Anime Los Angeles over the weekend where Chet and I hosted our own specific panels. That and- we're just talking about ourselves and people paid for autographs. <laughs> because we're so famous. We're mm. internet famous. Gosh. Mm. You know who PewDiePie is, but you don't know who I am? God. God. You're dumb. Just real quick, did you see PewDiePie paid some kids to hold a sign that said "Kill All Jews"? Did he really? Yeah, it's like it was a it was a Fiverr thing, and he did it like as part of his video, and he straight up paid some kids, I think in like Indonesia or something, to hold up a sign that says "Kill All Jews," and that's it. It's in his video. That that's, happened. That's weird. It's really fucking weird. I think PewDiePie just does not give a fuck anymore. He's just done with this. Jesus. That's tight. Yeah. This happened a couple of weeks ago. And Jesus. I did, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I will advise to anybody who uh, wants to be internet famous ever, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good advice, sound advice. Yeah. Um, Jesus. You can have that one for free. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, anyway, uh, ALA was a great time. <laughs> uh, the panel that I hosted was bad trivia for bad prizes. And we last did it like four years ago or something. Chet's girlfriend joined us. A friend of mine named Brian or a friend of ours named Brian and a guy named Desu. What's his real name? Like Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, Flynn joined us. And we just sat up there, gave away a bunch of stuff from my apartment that I didn't want and some things that were purchased. Uh, and then, yeah. I donated an Angry Birds toothbrush. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Pat yourself on the back. And, okay, so we go to anime conventions not for anime, but to get drunk. I mean, there's some anime involved. Not in my weekend. There you go. Not in mine at all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got wrecked. Done. Wrecked. No hangovers for me, though. Yeah, no, I, um... Shit, did I, did I really get hungover? Not too bad. Like Saturday morning or no Friday morning had a bit of had a bit of some, but I gotta say, fuck hangovers. I I managed to stay clear of it, but uh, a, a few people who will not be identified uh, had to cancel some appointments that were you know eleven a.m. You know, usually most people are up and rolling by then, you know, 11 a.m. Well, they didn't get out of bed until 1 because of the massive fucking hangover. And one thing that makes everything infinitely worse, in just about all of Southern California, you really, really shouldn't drink the tap water. I mean, it tastes like crap anyway, so you don't want to. But I think it's like all the desert areas because i know vegas is really bad and i'm pretty sure arizona is really bad we're not talking like flint michigan bad but you just don't want to drink it i know that that is straight foreign to some of my friends from like oregon new york like they have very high quality tap water we don't so if you haven't pre-purchased bottled water when you're getting fucking lit you're gonna have a bad time in the morning you are it's fucking awful get some gatorade handy get some bottled water handy you want to hydrate. That's not the kind of thirst we're looking for here. Not at all. Not at all. That's not the good kind. Nah. I mean, really, none of it's the good kind. <sighs> yeah, thirst can drive you to do some wild things like lick a fucking boot. <sighs> Young boot licker in the building. Well, not in this building. Not in this building. Did you see him at all at uh, ALA? No, I don't think so. Me neither. Was he there? I don't think so. Mm, whatever. I think somebody would have notified us that the boot liquor was present. <laughs> I well, anyway, <laughs> people do some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to Real Nerd Hours. This has been uh, Denzel and Chet, and we're signing off. Toodle fucking Lou. <laughs> have a good night. Bye.